Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. Cash Call with Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, and we're really excited. We have a special guest today, Ryan Smith from Launch Your Farm. Uh, and, you know, we don't do a whole lot of lead generators or marketing type of stuff. Uh, you know, Brian and I really try to keep it pretty clean. It's either here's how to talk to your leads and convert them, uh, or it's here is a valid uh, way, a methodology of generating business. And because Ryan is a specialist at helping agents and teams establish farms in their markets, we wanted to bring him on, pick his brain and give you guys some great uh, insight here. So Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to sharing my love of farming with, with your audience. And hopefully they take away some, some nuggets today to implement into their business. Great. So um, your quick backstory, I'm just going to read this to people and then we can really sure. get to the questions because we only do a half hour and I yep. want these people to get some good implementable strategies. So you've been in real estate about 14, 15 years. You moved mm -hmm. around a lot, had to reestablish. It, it sounds like from the bio that you tried a bunch of different stuff <laughs> when you moved around to generate business for yourself. And what you landed on was that a really effective methodology was establishing a farm. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, exactly. I've moved three times now on my fourth, actually. And uh, I've had to kind of reinvent myself. And each time I kind of take took what worked, what didn't work, layered it on. And then I was helping other agents, training them on how to do their business as well. And then I realized the best way to do this business is really layer it into a farm. And you're going to get the most out of it by what I call strategy stacking and creating strategies that work together in one geographic area. And that's how you're going to get a, a ton of business. So I've never been good at farming. So Ryan... If I go and move to a new city, how, what's the best, give me like the, the quick and dirty, like what, what should I do in the first, I don't know, six months, presuming that I can live that long, what should I do in the first six months and how long do you think it would take me to get up to cause a farm, a new farm to produce for me? Yeah, that's a great question. So first question I would, sorry, the first answer to that is really choose a farm that is a good farm and is the right size farm. And the mistake that most agents make is they choose too big of an area when they're picking a farm and they try to go after too much, too quick, too soon. And I've seen more agents fail doing farming by going too big. So for me, it would be being really specific with where you're going and choosing the right area. Then the next step is once you choose your farm is laying out the right strategies based on your budget. And that's one of the things I teach all the time is that your budget needs to come first when you're choosing your farm, because a lot of people get excited about a farm, they get their systems in place, and then they don't have the, the time budget and the financial budget to actually maintain that farm. So it's choosing a farm that you can actually afford, you can afford time-wise and actually maintain. And then it's really getting in there and making as many relationships as you can. Uh, based on traditional farming, a lot of people say it takes six to 18 months before you start to see results. And the truth is, that's based on traditional old school farming. The, the strategies that I teach and the way I teach agents how to get business, you can get business a lot quicker than that. And you can do it consistently quicker than that. But the key is getting in there and getting relationships. And a lot of old school farming was get my name out there to as many people as I can, just send out as many postcards as I can, or put up a flyer as many places as I can, or uh, put a, a park bench or billboard up. And that 
takes a lot longer to build the trust and to build the rapport. And that's why it takes six to 18 months to see results. So I've seen a lot of agents who've come to me and said, you know, I, I've tried farming. I, I, I did it for a year and got nothing. The key is getting people to put their hand up, get their information, get them to raise their hand and connect with you. So one of the things that I teach is, is creating neighborhood home prices reports. And that's how I built my farm. And we got people to get a monthly report. We didn't send out to everyone. It was something that we did that people had to request and they had to get their, put their hand up so we could now capture their information. That gave us a, a base to really build off of. And we went out and door knocked and we cold called and we did everything we could to get as many people into that. So in our farm, we had 3,600 people and we got down to 425 people that got a report each month. And from that, we were able to do a lot of deals from that small amount of people. But it starts with getting people's information and getting them to put their hand up first. And it always, always comes down to, and I'm sure you guys will agree, it comes down to adding value. And really it comes down to the more value you can add up front the more value you're going to receive at the other end of it. So there's, I mean, we could dive into a million strategies, but the key comes down to really what value can you add right up front as quick as possible and do that to, to as many people in your farm as you can. And that's where, how you're going to get the, the right foundation. But Ryan, let me take you back to something you said, almost the very first thing came out of your mouth. Um, you said, oh, oftentimes people do not pick the right size farm. And yeah. that doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, you know, I, I keep saying in 2022, we need to start going deep and stop, start, start, stop trying to go 100%. wide. 100%. So I'm not going to ask you for a number. And so what I'm going to ask you is a process. So I'm an agent. I've got a thousand dollar a month budget. How big should my farm be? And how do I determine that? Yeah. So there's not a one size fits all answer. And I, I hate saying that because that is the truth. And there isn't a, this is how many homes are ideally because it depends on, I mean, exactly. So it comes down to, again, like your budget of not just the the, the financial budget, but also the time, because someone could have more money and not have the time. So they could pick something that may cost them more money, or you may have someone who's brand new agent who has no money in the bank or just has a few bucks a month to spend. So so I'll give you a story, which which may help with that. So I had a, a friend of mine who I helped with his farm. He was choosing a farm and he had $100 a month that he could spend. And he said, I'm going to spend $100 a month for a year. That way, if I lost the money, my wife's not going to kill me. I can just write it off as a hundred bucks a month and and everything's okay. So we picked an area and he had an area of about 280 homes in his little farm. And everyone said, you're nuts. This is too small. You got to go bigger than that. And he just blitzed this little neighborhood with flyers every month. He did door knocking. He did neighborhood uh, invite only uh, open houses. And he just blitzed that area. And he ended up getting eight out of the 11 sales in that neighborhood within his first year of doing that. <laughs> and then I've, then I've seen people do 5,000 homes and can't even pull off two deals. So it really comes down to the intensity and how much you're willing to put into it. So to, to answer the question of, of how much, as a rule of thumb, I would say budget about a dollar, if you're just going in all cost, about a dollar a month per door. So if you got a thousand bucks, a thousand homes would be a good, good uh, overall budget. Um, but I've, again, I've seen people for way more than that or way less than that. I want to jump in with a question there. So if I'm a solo agent, I yeah. helicopter into a location and I have a thousand dollar a month budget to spend with the things that you recommend for people to do, multi-stacking these, these uh, approaches and methodologies, yeah. is it? Is it realistic that I could work a thousand doors or am I, am I going too big there? It, it like, where, where's the matrix of uh, size and intensity? Where does that cross? And that's, that's a great question. It, it comes down to that balance. And again, it depends on the time versus money you want to put into it. So there are people who I know I, I had someone on my show who has been door knocking his farm for 30 years almost, and he doesn't spend hardly any money, he does some flyers, but he's been doing it. He's got 900 sales out of his farm 
because he just, he puts the time in. There are other agents who say, I don't want to even step foot in there. I'll just throw the money at it. And then hopefully stuff throws up, shows up. So it comes down to the strategies you choose. And if you go online, there's some less expensive things you can do, but you have to have some skill sets to, to kind of figure that out. If you want to go hardcore or old school, just sending out mailers, it's going to cost you a lot of money up front. So I, again, there's, there's a cross. It, it, it tends to be about that 50 cents to a dollar per month financially. And then from a time-wise, it's going to be, again, depending on how, how often you want to do it, you, you're going to have to spend a few hours a week at least to do it. For us, we were, when we started our farm, we were doing three hours a day, just like any other else lead generating. Our, our lead generation time was in the farm. So we were out door knocking, doing those three hours a day in the farm, plus our, our marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's interesting what I keep hearing you say, and I don't know if our audience is picking up on this. I didn't hear, I spent a thousand dollars and sat back and wait the phone. Around. Yeah, no. What I heard instead was I spent a thousand dollars or whatever the number is. And then part of that was the money I spent. And then I took activities A, B, C, D on top of it. Exactly. And I think if we, you know, again, not a farming expert, to be honest, I do a little bit of it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the reason that most people aren't successful is because they're looking for, if I just spend X number of dollars then I should get 27 listings, yeah. you know, and that, exactly. I guess if you spend enough money, you'll get enough listings, but then the return on investment gets out of whack. So, you know, maybe you talk a little bit about, you know, what's the, a, a good balance that you've seen. And again, I know it's going to be different. I know it's going to be based on a person, but maybe what's a good balance to between spending money and then, intensely, you know, doing follow-up and, and those type of things. Yep. So one of the things I'll say is that at the beginning, it's going to be very skewed until you kind of find that, that smooth part. So like when you're getting started, if you've never farmed before, you're going to be figuring out a lot more things. You're going to be trying to do a lot more front-loaded work from the time perspective. Like for us, we went out and door knocked the heck out of it. We went out and did as many open houses as we can to build that database. So like I said, we were doing three hours a, a day up front as we started to get more leveled off, we started to grow that we were able to, to slow down. If you're looking to get 10% market share, which is easily attainable, it's going to be a good chunk of time. And it's going to be a good chunk of money to do that. Um, from a, a cost perspective, if you were, like you said, if you're just looking to just spend money and hopefully you get returns, you may get two times, three times return on your investment. But if you want to get the return that we got, so we spent $11,000 and ended up getting 235,000 from our 11,000, we got that return because we backed it up with the other efforts, the other things we were doing, the community events, the, the other marketing that we're doing in the area. So we were able to create more value than just sending out flyers or just sending out marketing to the area. Love it. Yeah, that sounds great, man. So when you um, and your, your company, I guess you guys coach and lead people through this, right? Yep. So how do you typically work with your clients? You, is it like a consulting thing and they say, here's how much I can spend, or this is what I'm willing to do. And, and then you guys lay out, uh, maybe I shouldn't put the words in your mouth. How do <laughs> sure. you work with people? How do you help? Sure. So I, I, I do consulting kind of on the side of it. It's not my main focus. My main focus is on education and training around it. Uh, so I've got a few different programs. I've got a, a 30 day launch program, which is, it takes you through 30 videos over 30 days and agents can, if you've never farmed before, it's designed to, you walk through one video per day and you watch the video, you take action on it and it walks you through doing the research in your farm, getting out your foundations laid in place, getting your marketing in place and kind of getting those key things. So at the end of the 30 days, you've got that key foundation. I've also mm-hmm. got a, a 50 day or a thir- uh, eight week boot camp that I've been running. I just stopped at the boot camp. I just finished last month. I'm converting that into a full-time course. So that's a eight week strategies where you, where you go each week. There's a bunch of strategies. We cover different 20 different strategies that agent can agents can implement 
And then I have an elite program, which is a monthly recurring uh, membership site, which is very affordable, very easy. And it's, we have a theme each month. So agents can kind of jump in and go through all the training, similar to, to your program as well, where you can go back, watch the, the resource and things like that. And then I also offer consulting if agents want that. My first step, I always tell agents is it's better to go through the training, kind of get your bearings and then come to me and then I can consult you because you can pay me to consult you up front, but if you haven't really taken any of those key steps at first, I'm going to teach you the basics and you're paying me to teach you the basics that I can teach you in, in the programs. Okay. What are, so when people try to do this, what are some of the biggest failures they run into? Like when, cause we all listen, man, we all work with, uh, we built and managed our own teams, sold real estate, and then have consulted other people. Um, and sometimes it does not fail or does not work. And they come back and they're like, this didn't work. So <laughs> yeah. what are some of the biggest areas where people find, where do they fail at? That's a great question. And that, that really is the important thing to understand why farming does or doesn't work is where the failures happen. And I can tell you there's very common, very easily pointable failures that happen. The first one, like I said, is choosing too big of an area and committing to an area that they can't keep up. And that I've seen, that's the number one reason why agents are not going to succeed is they go too big. They don't have the budget to maintain that. And then also like not said, not just the financial budget, but the time budget. So people get excited about a farm, they get all gung ho about it. They, they invest in it. And then all of a sudden business starts happening, things take off, and then they can't maintain the work that it needs to maintain that farm. And then they quit. The other reason why people fail in it is they give up way too soon. And it happens it does take time. And if you've never farmed before, if you haven't figured out all the kinks and all the things in your systems, it could take longer than you expect. And the, the cutoff usually is three to six months where agents are quitting at three to six months. They, they want to see instant results. They want to see this. They send out one postcard and all of a sudden they expect 10 listings. It does take time. It, it's just like a real farm where you, you plant the seed and you tend to it, you water it, you, it takes time to grow. And then all of a sudden it takes off. And so it takes a long ass time to grow your own tomatoes. Has anybody tried to do that? I have I'm like 20 plants in my backyard growing right now. So I've been <laughs> You're growing. a farmer, right? Yes, I, I am. Yeah. So, so I'm not super good at farming because it takes way too damn long for the vegetables to pop out of the ground. So that, that is the, a mistake that a lot of agents, they, they want that instant gratification and farming doesn't work that way. You, you have to, to be willing to commit. And then the other thing that the mistake that a lot of agents make is that they aren't willing to test and try to get out of their comfort zone. So like you, uh, Brian said earlier, they, they want to just set up some money and hope they get stuff. Uh, I always say your, your farm is like a laboratory. It, it's, it's literally like the testing grounds and you should be using it as a, a fun experiment. And that, that's why I say you should start small, figure out the stuff that works, figure out what doesn't work, try some money at this, try this, this system, try this thing. And then and as you start to figure it out, you can then start to scale up and then scale out over to other firms if you want as well. So a lot of agents just like they get one idea, they get a postcard or they get some series of things they, they try and they just send it out and then sit back and hope it works. And they're not willing to really test it. They're not really willing to track to see what works, what doesn't work. And then lastly, I would say the most, the, probably the most common thing is people are afraid to get out of their comfort zone and mm -hmm. it, it, it's work. It's a lot of work and you got to do things to, to make it work. And if you're willing to do that and the agents who are willing to step out of their comfort zone, follow some systems and do some things that they may not be used to will succeed. And if you're not willing to do that, it, you can throw enough money at it. And hopefully it works, but it, it's, it's difficult. I have a crazy so, question for you. Oh, sorry. Go sure. ahead, no, go ahead. I want to yeah. hear the crazy. Me too. <laughs> crazy question. Can, can I be successful at a farming campaign? If I start a new one, can I be successful without door knocking or cold calling? Is that possible? 100%. Yep. No, sh no, no. Joke. No kidding. 
<laughs> I, no kidding. That's great. I nearly, I almost dropped the S word. I didn't do it. So can you tell me how, Ryan? How can sure. I be successful at farming if I don't spend a million bucks and yep. I don't cold call and don't door knock? I can tell you that the cheapest, easiest way to generate leads, and I can tell you with personal experience and then with a number of people, uh, one of the things that I teach is teach agents how to borrow listings and advertise those listings and get leads from that. And then it's not cold calling because they're leads that have reached out to you and you built it. My girlfriend, she just moved. She's moved to a new area, started her business. She was working full-time as a teacher and started teaching real estate or got into real estate. So I've been helping her with her farm. And in her first month, she generated 98 leads in one month with spending zero money because she used other people's listings. She borrows the listings and creates actionable marketing pieces that actually get people to put their hand up. And for zero cost, she generated leads. She's closing deals already from it. And she's been building a pipeline. She has 120 people getting her monthly report. She's got a bunch of people in the pipeline and nice. has spent like $0 from doing that. Didn't go have to go out and door knock, didn't cold call and has building a- Ryan, define for us borrowing a listing. Yeah. I think that's an important- yeah. So the, one of the things I, I talk about all the time is that the agents always say is that it's you have to list the last. And one of the reasons we talk about list the last is you can use that listing to generate leads because you can market it and you can generate business from it. Well, you can skip a step and potentially borrow listings from agents to say, hey, can I market your listing? I do a bunch of marketing. Here's my, my here's where I market. I do online. And you get to leverage other people's listings to generate business. So I teach that all the time. And, and agents who've done that are literally can instantly generate leads in a day if they wanted to by leveraging other people's listings. You have to get permission. You can't just go steal people's listings and pretend they're your own. And there's a process that I teach agents on how to go through that, how to ask for permission to do that. And if you do it, you can literally start to generate leads as if it was your own listing. And then what happens is if you do this consistently in your farm, people start to see you as that go-to person because they see you posting a listing here, they see another listing and they see another listing and it builds recognition and people start to see what you're doing. Again, I can share Nicole's example. She's been doing this and there's an agent that I know who lives out of town, who has a, a, a property in the area where we live. And she's like, man, Nicole, you're everywhere. I can't believe how. And so she, even she, she's an agent. She can see like, oh, Nicole's everywhere. I saw her doing this. I saw her doing this. And it really, to get started, it wasn't any of her own listings. It was other people's listings that she was using to leverage to generate new business. Got it. Excellent. Well, I mean, that is good news that you can <laughs> still farm without, you know, and here's the reason I'm asking. I'm probably a cold call kind of person, not so much a door knocker unless I was doing an event in, in, a, in a neighborhood or in a community. Uh, you know, I might do door knocking around that, but I'm a little bit averse to door knocking. And, you know, I, I know a lot of um, people that I've worked with and clients that I've had who are successful door knockers. But, you know, for the listeners here, Brian, I'm sure there's a lot of people who just would not want to door knock or would not want a cold call. And yeah, <laughs> Brian, Brian raised his hand and said, yeah. say he doesn't want to do that. I'll either. Cold call, but I don't want to door knock, I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really like the door knocking part. Um, so I'm glad to hear that there are strategies that people can implement to establish a farm if they don't have, a you know, bags of cash. Yep. Uh, Brian, what uh, did you have a question for him? I did. I don't remember what it was, but um, <laughs> so, but I will talk about this and, and, you know, let's just do this. We, we're, we're, we're a communications uh, show. How about that? Instead of we'll, we'll just call us that. It sounds much better. So 
I actually have been advertising other people's marketing, other people's listings for years. Um, tell me about, tell, tell me what you think of my script. So I would call you and say, hey, Ryan, Brian Curtis, Curtis Realty Group, just reaching out to you today. I would want to know if you'd be interested in doing some co-marketing. And hopefully you're going to say, well, what the heck is that? And then I would just say, look, you know, I've got five or six listings. You've got five or six listings. What I would like to do is just get permission to advertise yours. And by the way, you can advertise mine. Does that sound like something that might work for you? No one's ever told me no to that, by the way. Yep. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great approach. And again, it, it's coming from value up front. And that's the key to it all making sense is Ooh. and if you bring the value to them, you can show them. What I find that is a lot of agents are afraid because they think they're going to say no. And again, I've trained a lot of agents to do this and they're afraid. And they say, I didn't want to ask the agent. They want to reach out. I was worried they're going to say I'm stupid or oh, this is not going to work. And then agents go out and try it. And they're like, oh my gosh, no one bit my face off. No one, it was easy. Some people said, no, oh, maybe not. Or, but when you come from contribution, you come from value, it becomes so much easier and, and it works. So here's what I want then. I want Ryan's script that he teaches agents who don't have listings, who aren't the Brian Curtis in their market, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's perfect because if you don't, yeah, if you don't have the experience, if you're brand new, you've got no listings to co-share, the script I use is, hey, my name is Ryan Smith. I'm with Keller Williams. And I noticed you've got a new listing in 123 Main Street. That's awesome. Congratulations. You know, I do a lot of marketing in the area and I was wondering, would it be possible for me to do a little bit of marketing around your listing? And hopefully I could bring you a buyer. Would that work for you? Okay, there we go. It's and you're I coming from value. That trying to didn't work real well for the last two years, but all of a sudden, as my as my house sits on the market, forty five days, sixty days, ninety days, I'm really willing to yeah. let people market it because yeah. I've got a seller who's calling me once a week, going, "Why is my house selling? Why is my house yeah, selling?" Right. So. This gets easier as yeah. the market turns more to a buyer's market. And now we're not in one yet, but we're moving that direction and this gets easier. So everyone is like, well, man, I would have done that, but no one, they'll let you in your yeah, market exactly. now. We're you seeing that shift. Yeah, we're seeing that happen a lot more. People who have said no are now coming back saying, hey, could you market this? I know I said no before. And people are more, absolutely more apt to it because they got to look good in front of their clients and they, they're trying to do more work to, to get it sold. Yeah, this is the other reason why we have guests like uh, you on, Ryan, um, is because the market is shifting and people need to be focused on this. You're either going to diversify and scale or you're going to have a really hard time, right? So you need to be adding methodologies. You need you you should have a, a farm. And if you've been riding the, the, the wave of success to this point uh, of easy available leads, and you don't have a farm or you don't have some other methodologies, you really need to develop that stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Brian, what are you doing for farming in your market, if anything? And uh, I'm asking that because I wanted to see if Ryan would give you any live advice on the air. Well, no pressure. And by the way, in the green room, <laughs> we did not set this up. So I've got to go. But we didn't. But I, I do what I would call hybrid farming, if there is such a thing. So I'm sending out letters right now. Um, we send out 500 a week. Um, they're handwritten letters with handwritten envelopes. Um, they're type letters, handwritten envelopes that basically say, we have a buyer who's interested in your house and we use merge fields. So it says the actual person's name, says their address, would you be interested in selling? And that's what we're doing. We're getting pretty decent return on that. Um, when I send out 500 of those, I probably get somewhere between 10 and 15 responses. Nice, that's awesome. What's that percentage? Make me do math on you. Live. If you're, 2%. You set me up once, and then you want one me to, to do two. math. <laughs> Is that one to two percent? Yeah, you said five. Hold on. 485 divided by 500, 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%. 3%.
three. Three percent. That's good, right? Yeah, that's a good response. And the the key to that is, if you you said to give some advice, that is good to generate leads, but it's not good at building the brand overall. So I would layer that in with other things. So that is one way to lead generate. And and we use that strategy. We use an approach. Brian, I want you to coach Brian. What should he add? I've got no problem. I like free coaching. I pay a lot of money for it. I like it when I get it for free. Brian's like, oh crap. I I didn't know I was doing free coaching today. Yes, you're doing free coaching today, Ryan. That's the exchange for getting on the cash call. So I'll give you a real quick synopsis of what I teach and that'll help you maybe get some more insight. So I teach a thing called scope, the scope method. And it's a way to have a balance in your business. And it stands for self-promotion, community, online, offline, prospecting, and education. And in order to get the most out of your farm and to reach the most people and to have the best balance, you need to make sure that your marketing and your strategies are hitting all of those spots. Sometimes you can do one strategy that checks one of those. Sometimes you can do strategies that check off a few of those. Some of them you can do them that check all of those. The That strategy alone is lead generation or it's prospecting, but it's not as much educational. It's not as much community-based. So I would be layering in other strategies that can complement that or work together with that. So one of the things that I like to do is focus on local businesses. And you can use local businesses for multiple ways. You can have business interviews, which then is community-based. It's educational-based. You're using it to potentially self-promote. You're also using it to potentially prospect and how you're doing it. So by doing local business interviews, you're reaching a broader audience. You're reaching more people very quickly. You're becoming that ambassador for your community. And one of that's, I'll, I'll back up a second. And one of the core tenets of what I teach, of what farming really is about is I call it CPR. And it's community positioning and relationships. And at the fundamental core of any real farm and any real business at all comes down to CPR. And it's the community. So you have the community first, then you position yourself as an expert and the ambassador for the community, and then you build relationships in that community. So when you start to go through your strategies, I always look at and say, is this making an impact in the community? Is this helping position me as an expert and an ambassador? And is it helping me further or build new relationships? So when I'm looking at strategies, I go, okay, what's missing? How can I add more value to the community? How can I position myself? So that letter helps position you as an expert because it says you got buyers, but it may not be positioning you as the ambassador for the community. It may not be, it's not really as community focused. So I would start to layer in strategies that can kind of pull that together using the scope and, and, and create more value to lift that up. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I like all of that, but let's talk about, so then what, what would, how would we translate that? So <clears throat> Would you have Brian add another mailing <clears throat> to that series that was about something else and not about an ask, but about a give? Or would you, what would you, what, what would you insert into that campaign to get you closer to what you just suggested? So I would say if that's working, the, the, <clears throat> the, the letter you're sending out is working and you're getting a good response, which you are, I wouldn't mess yes. with that. And this is where people start to do that, where they, they send out something and get a good response. Then they start adding in, we also have this and we can do this. We can get into that same piece. And then they, they mess with it. So I would say, leave that piece alone. Keep it. It's working. You're getting the response. You can consistently do it. You may want to tweak some of the verbiage and things like that. Then I would start layering in other strategies. And then you can be doing saying, hey, I'm the guy that sent that post, that, that letter. I'm the guy who does this. Hey, I'm the guy that does the marketing in the community. Hey, I'm the guy that does the, the community newsletter. And then when you start to tie those together, people start to see it. Another thing that you can do, which is something that I'm a big believer in, is branding yourself around the community that you serve. <clears throat> Other than just building your own brand, you can create kind of micro brands. So for myself, when I was doing my farm, it was the Orchard Real Estate team. So instead of being about me, 
it was all about the orchard. And it was easy to then tie all of our marketing back to that. Everything we did was around the orchard and it was a lot easier to stand out and add value. So for, for that, if you're doing it, it sounds like it's kind of like an unbranded type marketing piece. It's more direct to them. You may want to start tying in some other branding that will kind of pull that into the other things that you're going to offer as well. And then start adding in some strategies that can cross, uh, cross over. The other thing would be like a newsletter. I, I would say a newsletter, a good newsletter, which is what I like, not crappy newsletters. Is not then crappy that, <laughs> there, there are some, I would say most are, are crappy newsletters. And by having a good newsletter, you can use that as kind of your, your main pillar. And then you can tie in so much stuff to that. You can tie in mailers that go to that. You can tie in the business interviews you're doing. You can tie the events in the community that you're doing and use that as kind of your central hub. So you might tie in something some tie into that some of those marketing you're doing into a newsletter and some other things, other strategies that you're going to try out. Does that make sense? Yes. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Of, appreciate that. Thank you. I, and, and I mean that. Thank you for the, thank you for the free coaching. And, and by the way, it wasn't just for me because everybody else can do the same thing. Like you don't have to be mean to do that because we're not, you know, when you heard Ryan talk about that, he didn't say spend $5,000 a month. He was talking about a, a process that you can build. And apparently you can do this as cheap as free, be effective. A hundred dollars a month is effective. And, and tell me this realistically, and, and I, I feel like I'm taking over the conversation here, but I want to ask this. What is the minimum amount of time that you should be putting into a farm before you decide whether it's working or not working? So I would say six months of really high intensity testing it and putting the time into it. If you're committed to doing the scope method, if you're committing to doing the things that actually work, you will see the results. You may not see the results you expect that you think, but you will start to see results. So if you're willing to spend six months, absolutely, you can see the results to start to pay off. doesn't mean you're going to close a deal in the first month or two, but you're building this foundation and it's, you're, you're planting those seeds. That's where the term farming comes from. You're literally planting seeds for your business to grow it. So you, you need at least a year's commitment. And I, I tell you, it's two years, really. Now, if you're doing something for one year or two years and you're not getting any results, there's a problem in your method or there's a problem in yeah. how you see it. It's a problem in your communication. There's a problem with your sales process. But if you're actually committed to putting the amount of time into it, you can absolutely guarantee you're going to get the results. It's just, are you willing to stick around with it that long? And are you willing to really dissect what you're working on and willing to, to kind of look at it and say, what needs, to, what needs to be fixed here? What's getting results? What's not getting results? A lot of agents aren't doing that. They're, they go, oh, I found a, a cool postcard or I thought I had an idea. This is cool. I mailed it out and then go, nothing happened. Oh, it sucks. And then they move on to the next thing. And, or they'll blame the farm. Oh, it's the wrong farm. Or it's the people just there aren't, aren't receptive. So it's if you're committed and you're willing to build relationships, if you're use, willing to, to use that CPR and say, what can I do to get involved in the community, position myself and build relationships, you'll get business. Yep. Excellent. All right, man, we are out of time for today, but I do believe that you have a giveaway exclusively for cash call people. Why don't yeah. you tell them what that is and where they can get it? Awesome. Thank you for, for letting me share this. Uh, so everyone gets a month for free of my elite uh, training program. If you want, you can check it out. It's launchyourfarmelite.com. And if you use the code cash call at checkout, make sure you use it before you check out. Otherwise you will be billed to get a month for free. You can check it out. I've got my catalog of all the training and the videos and everything I've got there. Uh, it's a month, it's month by month and there's a theme each month. So each month we go through a different topic. This uh, month we're talking about community events. So we dive into webinars on community events. We got uh, workshops and a bunch of information that you can use and you can access all the catalogs. So if you want to go in there, check it all out and, and try 
all the VIT training and say, it's not for you. That's cool. I won't be offended. So it's offer. Uh, everyone can take advantage of it. It's normally 49 bucks a month. So you get it for a month for free. If you use nice. cash call on checkout. Great. Real quick, one word, real quick, cash call. Tell us what, where that is. We put it in the chat. Yeah. It's yeah, launch, so launch your farm elite.com. Launch your all one word. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, and I'm in the, the code chat. cash call is one word as well on chat. Okay. For everybody who's listening to the podcast right now, <clears throat> wherever you see this, we'll have it in the description. We'll also uh, put it into, uh, if you're streaming this uh, on Facebook, we'll uh, put that into the comments so that you can get that there too. And anybody who's at, live with us right now, uh, you can check out, um, it's in the chat there. And got a bunch of, uh, we have a bunch of uh, comments coming in. This is an awesome webinar. And yeah, we really appreciate that, Ryan. So Ryan, how otherwise, how can people get in touch with you if they want awesome. to reach out to you? The easiest way to, to connect and see what I'm up to is launcherfarm.com. You can find out my show on there. Uh, Dale's been a guest on my show just recently. I've got 80 something episodes on the, on the show. My course information's on there. My blog's on there, all the information. You can basically find me or you just Google Launcher Farm. If I did my job, which I hope I did, you'll be able to find me by Googling Launcher Farm. Uh, but launcherfarm.com is the best place to kind of start and find out what we're up to. Excellent. Brian, anything from you? No, I just want to thank Ryan for being here. You know, I think uh, oftentimes that uh, we get so excited about the new shiny object. This is an old shiny object. And guess what? <laughs> yeah. Old shiny objects work well too. And just because no one gets super excited about it, you know, I, I think as, as a business owner, as a coach, the thing we need to focus on is what's the thing that's working. Yeah. So and, you know, what's giving me return on investment? At the end of the day, we're results-oriented people and uh, farming does work. And if you're willing to put the effort in, and especially all those people go, I don't want to cold call people. Great. Well, this is another option and take a look at it and put another spoke in your wheel. You know, if you've got one spoke in your wheel, your wheel's about to, cra to crash in. So I thank you for that. And I think it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I love the chat, the comments are popping up over here. Farming, it's time. Uh, farming, it's time. Thank you for the great info. Ryan, you were great. Very helpful. All right. So yeah, everybody's recognizing the need for this. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And hopefully people will jump over there, take advantage of that free month uh, so they can get that information. And, and here's the thing. Don't go get it if you're not going to execute on it. Just whatever you just, if you're going to execute on it, just do it. You know, Ryan already said you can be successful without door knocking and without cold calling. Um, so put together a strategy and execute it. Right, Ryan? Exactly. Okay, excellent. Thanks for joining us. We'll see everybody again next week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for